Coming up on this week's episode, we begin with Dan's trip to Disneyland and the curious case of Mr. Boogity. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Cybertruck, the new MacBooks, and the return of the Razor. It's all starting right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 259, recorded November 25th, 2019, Razorburn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, of course, joined, as always, by these two guys, a couple of gobblers themselves, Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller. Good to be back. What up? It's great to have you. Yeah, it's been a little while. I feel like I must have missed so much tech news, but all I can really think about is Cybertruck. Yeah, I think everything else just kind of goes to the wayside. Yeah. <laughs> like when you hear Cybertruck. It's dumped. <laughs> now, can uh, can you if you get a Cybertruck, can you use it to cruise the internet superhighway? Oh, information! Absolutely... Oh, the information! <laughs> I wasn't—I wasn't gonna call you on that. I was gonna just let that go. That was so good. I fucked it up. Well, and the... you know, the internet isn't like a big truck, a big dump truck. <laughs> it's not. It's a series of roads that cyber trucks drive on. Yes, a series <laughs> of tubes. So many tubes. Yeah, crazy things happened since we were last here. But we'll get to that. How are you guys doing? What's new in your worlds? Great. I don't... Yeah, I've been... I went to San Diego. Oh, San Diego. I went to both of the sands, I think. Oh, my goodness. Last time I was here? Is that... Could that possibly be right? San Antonio, Texas. I went to the San Diego's. I went to the San Francisco's. Oh, so you went to the sort of uh, tech hub of California as well as San Francisco? Yep. Uh, I didn't feel good about that joke. Yeah, so I can talk about San Francisco things. I'm re uh, reacquainted with how bizarre that place is. Uh, there were three separate ads that we saw multiple times. So this was like a big ad buy that were just things, banks, uh marketing things where the only sell was that they had APIs. So it was like startup banking with APIs. Like what what if I I work at a startup. I'm not interested in my bank having an API. I don't have time to build apps for my own bank. I have other things I need to be doing. I would like someone to offer me an app for my bank. That sounds that would <laughs> that would be something that would sound appealing, right? I don't need to build my own app. But, no, but, sir. But that's a really so, good idea because someone should do that and then put an ad right next to the bank's ad. That's like we used their API with an arrow to build an app. <laughs> Download it here. <laughs> yeah. So that was a thing. The sheer number of people who who took Ubers everywhere. That was a thing. Uh, well, still is a thing. It's always been a thing. How how like what do you think was the like uber distance like how far away did something have to be for it to be uber worthy versus walking 20 minute walk like people for me but i think for other people it's more like 10 minutes like people that's are crazy. ubering all over the place that's crazy man yeah i don't i don't remember much else that happened there 
I would recommend going to San Diego if you ever get the chance. I enjoyed San Diego. Hmm. Neat. I hear it's a big brewery town. Big brewery town. Big food town. Went to an exceptionally dope tiki bar. In San Diego or San Francisco? In San Diego. I went to one in both, but I actually think I like the one in San Diego better. Wow. So I went to this tiki bar called Smuggler's Cove in San Francisco, which as far as I can tell is like the tiki bar. And the drinks were really good, but inside it it very much felt like, oh, this is just a bar with like a thin layer of tiki-ness applied to the walls and stuff. And it Mm. kind of felt more like a, uh, what's that jungle-themed restaurant? Rainforest Cafe. It felt more like a rainforest cafe in a lot of places than a tiki bar. And But I went to this place called False Idol in San Diego, which really, really did feel like a tiki bar. Uh, it was a really cool vibe inside. The drinks were really good. They had a drink that caused a thunderstorm when it got served and was lit on fire. So that was amazing. Uh, yeah, highly recommend that. And highly recommend it being 95 degrees in November. Uh, it was a little... Oh, 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 okay, yeah, this is my tech topic. I went to Disneyland. I went what? to Disneyland. I'm yeah. so jealous. Yeah, we decided we were going to go to the San Diego Zoo, but then we made a game-time decision to ditch that plan, rent a car, buy tickets, and go to Disneyland, which is only an hour and a half away. Um, and but I, I have not been to a Disney thing in... The six years, six or seven years, so that they have apps, you buy everything, you buy your tickets in the app, you get your fast pass in the app, you get in line for your fast pass via the app, uh, and then you just get up to the fast pass line, you you boop your phone, and then they're like, Yep, you're this is your time to shine. Get in the get in the fast pass lane. So, yeah, Disney was uh, pretty high-tech, pretty cool. I did manage to injure myself as soon as I got there, so I got to see the uh, the Disney medical facility. Whoa! <laughs> what? Serious injury. So, uh, we got to, we got there, and it's really hot. It's 95 degrees outside, and you're, like, way out in the satellite parking lot. And so I'm like, I gotta put some sunscreen on. Because, like, I was, I was not, like really ready for this but i at the same time i was prepared for the eventuality if you're me you gotta have sunscreen if, it, if there's any chance that there'll be sun at all <laughs> gotta have sunscreen so i'm digging through my bag it turns out i forgot to bring sunscreen so that's that's disappointing and then i'm like there's blood all over my hand i like cut myself on my razor digging through my like toiletry bag somehow oh god um so you gotta get a cover for that yeah yeah but then what was shocking to me, I thought, like, oh, this is Disney. Like, as soon as we get to the entry gate, I will just say, hey, I need first aid. And then they will, like, I will be secreted away to some underground uh, medical facility. But, no, they're like, oh, sorry, you got to go into the park first. Then you got to walk all the way to the center of the park and then take a right, and it'll be next to the photo store. I'm like, okay, so I guess I'll wait in this line, I'll get my bag checked. And then I'll wait in another line to get my ticket checked. And then I'll, like, walk all the way through. At least you didn't have to take a train like you do in Disney World. Um, but, you yeah. you treated by, by Mickey Mouse dressed as a doctor? No, I was treated by a very gruff but efficient nurse. Um, I'm who, sure that nurse has seen some things. <laughs> who treated my wound extremely competently. 
Nice. Nice. Did you did you ride anything particularly memorable? Oh, well, we went to Star Wars land. Oh, shit. Mm hmm. Uh, that was as cool as it sounds uh, and as cool as it looks. It it really I guess this is the first of the Disney things like all the other Disney areas. Whenever I've gone, I guess when I was a little kid, this was different. But ever since like high school, it's always been like felt like I'm visiting a place I don't really know. I was like, oh, I guess this is cartoon land. And I guess that this is a pretty good recreation of uh, Beauty and the Beast or a pretty good recreation of Cars or Toy Story or whatever it is. But I don't know if the Star Wars one was just that much better or if I, and I know a lot, anyone will tell you, I know a lot about Star Wars or if I'm more into it, but it was so cool. The, the ride where you get you get to go into the Millennium Falcon and walk around. You're just, you're like walking around the movie set. It's, it is wild. It's so cool. Just eating at the little restaurants they have in the, the Star Wars area. It's like you're sitting in some Star Wars building eating $15 salads, which I'm used mm-hmm. to in New York, but the salads are much worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Does the Millennium Falcon have the little smuggling compartments? You, I didn't get a chance to, like, check, but when you're walking on them, and this may have been me, but I was like, oh, like, these bend. Like, these are, these are hollow. Um, they do have the space chess table with the extremely, the the extremely uncomfortable seats sitting around (laughs) them that are clearly just plastic in the movie and are also just plastic (laughs) in Disneyland. Uh, but here's the coolest thing is you, this ride is you walk through the Millennium Falcon and then groups of people, you each end up in your own cockpit. Like there's this this whole deception they pull where there are multiple Millennium Falcons and each one has multiple cockpits, but each group feels like they're, they're each going to their own cockpit. And you sit in the four chairs and you get to like, do you ever play that iPhone game where you're doing like the Star Trek thing where... Someone's the captain, and they're like, all right, now, like, turn the thruster up to six. Is that Space Team? Space Team, something like that. Or, like, all right, now fire the phasers. This is that, but you're actually in the Millennium Falcon, and you're using Star Wars terms. And the buttons, you're pressing physical buttons that are super satisfying. You're, like, Mm. jamming up the throttles. You're doing the click-click thing, the click-click thing they do in the movies whenever they take (laughs) off. You get to do, ah. That sounds nice. It was so very fun. Would highly recommend I also went on the new Space Mountain that they rebranded, Hyperspace Mountain, mm-hmm. which was hilarious. The, the ride is just as good as ever. The ride itself is very Star Warsified, and the the like trappings. Disney does a good job of making the line waiting very interesting. All these different things to look at. That was very Disneyfied, or Star Warsified. But they did not Star Warsify the cast member costumes, so they're all wearing these like. <laughs> Buck Rogers one pieces, uh, which are extremely incongruous. Uh, but I would recommend Space Mountain. I would recommend the Star Wars Million uh, Falcon Ride. I did get to try some blue milk, which was actually delicious. Um, did get to go on a, It's a Small World After All, Christmas themed. They all they oh. turn all the rides into Christmas themed rides, which I didn't realize. Yep. Uh, a lot of them, anyways. Now my question for you is. Disneyland in particular is known for their cocktails. 
<laughs> did you did you get to experience any of the Disneyland cocktails? Uh, no. Are uh, you kidding? No, I'm oh, I'm 100 serious. No, where the hell would I have found those? Well, there's Oga's Cantina in Star Wars World that has all sorts of custom Star Wars drinks. Oh, uh, we did have reservations to that, but we decided not to. We assumed it was just blue milk. Oh no, they've got all, they got all kinds of. I know I know one of the famous cocktails that they have. Like there's a foam on top of it that numbs the inside of your mouth, and what? then and they have like a fizzy one, and they got all kinds of crazy shit. Oh, um, man. You, there's all there, it's also famous for Carthay Circle, which is the restaurant in California Adventure that serves Walt's original old fashioned. That is supposed to be absolutely amazing, and they use the the fancy ice and they do the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. No, I'll have to go back. And this is not available at Disney World. Um. They have different. They have like really weird rules about alcohol in the parks, and so I I know like the California Adventure part of Disneyland has alcohol. Disneyland proper does not in California. I don't know exactly what the rules are in Florida, but I know that they're. I I think it's only don't they have in Epcot? Yeah, I think it's only Epcot though, which is why with Star Wars and Hollywood Studios, I don't know if they built one there or not. To be honest with you, I think they'll eventually relax all those rules, but for now, Disney Disneyland and Disney World are one of those things that I know a stupidly large amount of, despite having never say, been. Sean, have you watched the? Have you? Do you have Disney Plus? I do have Disney Plus. Have you watched the documentary? Uh, which which one? The Imagineering story one? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm gonna wait for that to do more episodes i'm a marathoner these days so i don't have the patience to come back but yeah i'll eventually watch that and actually have another disney parks documentary coming out um that is actually like today behind the scenes stuff that's supposed to be really good um yeah well that's fantastic we're uh we're glad to have you back yeah i'm glad to be back i look forward to more uh sean Disneyland fun facts in the future. <laughs> uh, I've got to tell them to somebody because they're all just rattling around in my brain. <laughs> um, a lot of which I learned I should tease again. Way many, many months ago on the show, I picked podcast The Ride, which is a great theme park podcast. And they talk a lot about Disney. It's where I learn a lot of these things from. Oh, but it's very okay. funny. It's very, fu- it's a very funny show more than it's a factual show. So, Anyhow. What else? Colby, anything with you? Um, I don't know. I went to Maryland this weekend. Maryland? Old yep. Maryland. Yep. I saw you there. Got delayed. Got stuck in the airport for a couple hours. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I got uh, stuck in the car for like 11 hours. So <laughs> the, yep, the, yeah. I'm not a big self-driving car guy, but like the one time I would want a self-driving car. Is for, for bullshit like that. See, you were smart, Cole, because on the way down, you had a self-driving car, which is kind of called a train. Right, right. The OG self-driving car. Yes. Um, yeah, the train. The train was. I haven't taken like a long, like personal travel train trip in a, in a in a minute, and it was nice. I enjoyed it. I remember why that was a thing that I often did. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. 
we made some Thanksgiving food. We watched The Mandalorian. <laughs> and and uh, Mr. Boogity. And Mr. Boogity. Wow. What a, what an experience. Which which I I think we would both highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely watch it. Get ready for a Mr. wild ride. Boogity. Yeah, are you familiar with this, Dan? No, not at all. The, there was a, a mini viral thing going around on Twitter where there was a group of people who was like, we want to confuse the Disney Plus algorithm. So everybody, make sure the first thing you watch on Disney Plus is this insane movie called Mr. Boogity. Uh, it was a 1986 made-for-TV family film. Um, and actually, according to Wikipedia, it was also supposed to be a pilot for a TV series, which really makes me very excited. Um, wow. And this movie, it's 45 minutes, so it's not really a movie. Uh, it is insane. Okay, tell me more. The, the, what happens? The, uh, well, here, let me just read you the one-line description from Wikipedia. It tells the story of a gag gift salesman and his family moving into a house in New England, which they soon find to be haunted by ghosts from the colonial period. Okay. And basically, the acting isn't very good, the writing's not very good, the plot doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of bad gag gift salesman gags. oh my this guy this freaking guy because it's you know those movies where it's like the parents don't believe the kids that ghosts are real you know that trope yeah it's like that but to such an insane degree where it, it's yeah it's hard to explain how bad it was it, it and they made a sequel by the way uh direct uh no this was also aired on tv bride of boogity <laughs> Is that when he gets remarried or something? Uh, the the original family returns. So. Oh, thank gosh. Yep. So, it was almost as good as the Mandalorian. Pretty close. The Mandalorian, man, it's better. It's way better than I thought it was going to be. As soon as I read this thing, that was like. It is really just a Star Wars Western, and I was like, oh, now I am in. Now I'm mm. fully in. Yeah. I was like, the first half of the first episode, I was like, eh, this is okay. Yeah. But then Baby Yoda came out, and I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just want, I, I just like my big epics as TV series. Like, I did always feel like Star Wars was a universe. That's what I always said that they should do a Harry Potter series, like a legit, like, HBO-style Harry Potter series. That would be fun. Because I want to know more about the world, but I'm sick of the same characters doing the same. Th like, I want something completely unrelated, which, frankly, we didn't get. But it's close, um, yeah. and it's well-made and looks very expensive. So I said sign me up. But that's, yeah, the, only, yeah. that's the only thing I've watched... Uh, that's the only thing I've watched on Disney Plus, really, is that I haven't dug in too much. Uh, Zach in the Twitch chat says uh, he had such FOMO uh, from Baby Yoda memes flying around. that, <laughs> I mean, And that's really the best marketing for the show. Yeah, but did you see that story about how there was Disney spoiler like NDAs on Baby Yoda? Yeah, and there was, was it Giphy pulled all Baby Yoda gifts at request of Disney and then apologized and put them all back? Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, there's no, been all kinds of, like, and Disney was, like, fighting merchandise as well, and then they decided to make merchandise. Like, it was, it was a whole thing. 
Oh, so they are. I was going to say, because that's such... That is really putting the story first, because they would have sold so many Baby Yoda. My God. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I would be surprised if they didn't anticipate it was going to blow up. Maybe they didn't, but they originally said they didn't have any plans to do any merchandise. That's crazy. I want a Baby Yoda. Don't we all? Well, I want the floating egg. You can probably get one egg. on Etsy. <laughs> Let's check. Uh, one Baby Yoda. Uh, let's look for a baby. Yeah, Baby Yoda is the first autocomplete for baby. Wow, that's yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah, There's going to be a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff on here. <laughs> but if that's what you're interested in. Look, and there's Baby Yoda Christmas-specific paraphernalia. I'm going to get you each a Baby Yoda ornament for your tree. Oh, that would be so adorable. That would be amazing. So that oh my way... gosh, look, there is. There you go, Sean. And this I way, would, by next Christmas, that. we'll have all forgotten about what Baby Yoda is because media moves at a million <laughs> miles an hour. Be like, why do I have this? I, I might even get a Christmas tree if you got me a Baby Yoda ornament. <laughs> or even better, a Baby Yoda Christmas tree topper. Oh, my goodness. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post something in Slack. <laughs> this one... Uh, This one, I don't know what to... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's one of those family stickers you put in the back of your pickup truck or SUV. And it's, it's just the Mandalorian doing the E.T. finger with the baby Yoda. Well, it's the only one who owns a car. I may, have to, I may have to take the challenge on this one. <laughs> The sixth—that's the cheapest challenge we've ever done on this show. Yeah, you could do a lot worse. <laughs> It'd be weird to put it up like on my messenger bag or something. <laughs> oh my god! This the whoever whatever uh, Etsy store this is—they have a whole bunch of like very bad pop culture. I just threw the uh, their other Mandalorian one in the Slack. Um, they've got <laughs> so nice. many of these. Yeah, they really pump these out. <laughs> oh man, gross. <laughs> Baby Yoda on board. Uh, horrific. What a Good. time to be alive. <sighs> yes. Um, alrighty. Very good. All nice stuff. Um, why don't we move on and talk about some other stuff? What do you say? Uh, Colby already shouted it out. I think we know what the people want us to talk about. We've heard uh, you loud and clear. It the Cybertruck is here. I can't wait for those TV commercials where the Cybertruck pulls up with the big red bow on it. <laughs> I think I think that would be a great bit for them is to do like every car commercial trope, but just with the Cybertruck. With the Cybertruck, it's the Tesla season to remember event. <laughs> uh yeah it's been rumored for a while uh elon musk unveiled this past week the cyber truck it's a truck that's about it uh some details here truck will come in three versions with 250 300 and 500 miles of range and will start at thirty nine thousand nine hundred dollars uh you can pre-order it now with a deposit but it will not be available until late 2021 uh, 
it's uh, of some of the different features here. The largest, uh, most expensive version will top out at about $70,000. It's a triple motor, all-wheel drive, 500 miles of range, 14,000 pounds of towing capacity, and 0 to 60 in under 3 seconds. Uh, the truck can seat a total of six adults. Uh, the body is made of an ultra-hard 30X cold-rolled stainless steel. Um, they smash it with a sledgehammer. sledgehammer. It's supposedly pretty uh, strong. Uh, it's got a big touchscreen in it. I don't think that's surprising. What else is uh, noticeable about it? Oh, and it looks insane. Yes. I should have led with that. It's very angular. It looks like a PlayStation 1 game. <laughs> it looks like every bad like concept car drawing you've ever seen. Be like, <laughs> in the year... 2300 this is what we think cars will look like and you're like haha that's funny and you're like no they're actually making it i would love to see a history of concept car designs oh that's a coffee table book someone needs to yeah. make yeah uh but seriously i i don't know i would never be in the market for a truck uh did we talk about the the uh the golf ball thing or whatever it was Oh, the, the, with the windows? Yeah. Yeah, so during the demonstration, uh, they implied that the windows on the vehicle um, were, I don't know if bulletproof was the word that they used, but something along those lines. And so uh, during the presentation, they threw a baseball at the window and smashed it. And then said, oh, well, we'll try again, and then smashed it again. Um, like, did they try that before? I don't understand. There was wonder, a there was a follow up story that came out about what. Let me see if I can hang on. Let me see if I can find it while we're talking. Because they tried to uh, explain it away. Yeah, here we go. A story from CNN. Uh, Elon Musk explains why the windows broke. Um, uh, here we go. Elon Musk tweeted, "Yep." Uh, sledgehammer impact on door cracked base of glass, which is why the steel didn't bounce off. Should have done steel ball on window, then sledgehammer the door. <laughs> Darn. Interesting. Um, I so I don't think it looks bad. Uh, I do think I I like that it looks really different. I think that's a cool thing that people should do more of. Like if Apple did this, everyone would be like, "Wow!" Like this is like, <laughs> that's now fair. Looks like looks like no other car. That's and very then fair. Everyone would copy it, um, right? Like I wish that, like the Microsoft Surface, we had more laptops that didn't just look like shitty MacBook Airs. Um, yeah, but I, so yeah, I applaud this uh, philosophy. Yeah, I like the way the lights are, like the strips. Mm-hmm. The front view with the lights on is cool. I don't understand. Like the, I saw a picture of the bed. I think like the actual bed of the truck, and I was like, this does not look like something I would put things in. Mm. Like it does look a little too nice. Like, would you want to put stuff in a metal truck bed? The thing is, it. I know a staggering amount of truck owners who never put anything in the back of their trucks, and they just drive okay. trucks because they want to drive yeah. a truck. I don't think they're going to be, like, hauling mulch in one of these. Fair. 
You can haul your your matching ATV in it, though. Yes, that's true. Uh, and oh, they, wait. Yeah, what was the deal with that? Was that an actual thing that you could get? Um, uh, That's also a good question. I don't know. Um, because it, it fit very well. And in some, there were clearly some press images that were renders, but some of them did not look like renders. Do you want to take a guess at what that vehicle is called? Um, Cyber TV. No. Good guess, though. It's the Cyber Quad. The Cyber Quad. Yes. Cyber TV. I was, I was on the right track. It is, it is electric, and it will be available as an option for Cybertruck owners, so you won't be able to just buy one. Oh, oh you, you, it's just like an add-on? Yes. It's like the Amazon uh, add-on item of... Yeah, you just customers who bought this check also the box. <laughs> okay, that's crazy. And there's no price on it at this point. I wonder, will this be like the, the black Apple uh, keyboards when the Mac iMac Pro came out? And will there... Uh, will people be an aftermarket for just the ATV? You could sell the ATV and... Uh, did you defray the cost of your cyber truck? That's a good question. Maybe. I, what worries me about this, this uh, the cyber quad, and really the cyber truck in general, is it's got very sharp angles. I'm worried someone's going to get impaled on. Yeah. Because what's the first thing you know about an ATV? They crash. Like, that's the first yeah. thing they're known for. Right. And this thing looks way too sharp to be riding as fast as one of those drive. Yeah, and this crashes with the Cybertruck in general. Whatever rolled stainless steel does not uh, does not perform well. It well, it performs like the thing that makes the sledgehammer thing not cause a dent is exactly what would really destroy another car that ran into that car. Well, and there was a great. Uh, I wish I who I remembered who it was on Twitter, but some car expert on Twitter was tweeting about it. And said, you know, there's a reason why cars don't look like this <laughs> and why they're round more so than they are angular. And that has to do with crumple zones, because back in back in the old days, back in like the 40s and 50s, cars were very angular. And when something right. would hit it, it would just hit you. Cars that are round have more surface area to hit and it creates crumple zones and makes you safer. So I don't know, maybe mm -hmm. they can make up for that in this super titanium bulletproof. I don't know. But also th this thing. Ooh, I cannot wait to see the crash tests on this thing. <laughs> yeah, you would not want to hit it. No. Oh, God, no. This thing looks like it. It's also very tall as well. Um, it's vault. Uh, it's four-inch suspension in either direction. It can, it can raise and lower itself. Um, yeah. I... I feel like this would do a number on a person, too. Oh, God. Oh, no. You would be just splatter. Splatter. We, we could take you off the windshield with a with a wiper. Ugh. But how impressive would it be to be the first person ever killed by the Cybertruck? Yeah, think about how lucky that Uber person feels. <laughs> Ouch. Ooh, Oof. too, too soon. soon. Too soon. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh... No, I, my whole thing on this in the Cybertruck in general is th there is absolutely no way a vehicle rolls off the assembly line in late 2021 that looks like this. No way. No way. 
Sean's Sean's uh, is that your prediction for the year? That's absolutely my prediction, hundred percent, and I'm standing by that. I, I will it be similar, maybe, but it, it will not. <laughs> they're going to compromise on so many things in this. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're going to realize that the uh, you know the the super high tech uh, you know cold rolled stainless steel sides turns out to be really friggin' expensive, and they're going to be oh shit, we can't make it. There's a reason why the DeLorean didn't work. Um, cause there's just certain things you can't do in cars. So, so wait, what was that can't. prediction? Say it one more time for the record. For the record. Let's, let's get this one clean at the end of 2021. If a cyber truck rolls off the assembly line at the Tesla factory, mm-hmm. if, and I don't even know if that's will happen. It will not be what was presented this week. It will look it will look different. It will have different features. It will have different prices. It will not be what they presented in a significant way. Got it. That's my prediction. It's because it, it's a concept car. That's what they're not going to sell it for two more years. It's a concept car. So anyway. All right. I will. We'll hold you to that one, Sean. You will not, because I will. None of us will remember I made that prediction. That's what's great about this. So we do not go back and listen. Yeah, um, that's true. Lucky us, we can get away with saying anything. Um, any other thoughts on the Cybertruck? Nope. I think yeah. I don't know much about cars. I think it looks cool. I don't know that much about it or how it would work. If you were stupid wealthy, would you buy one? I wouldn't buy. I don't think I'd buy one. I get. I don't know. If I was stupid wealthy, I could buy one and not even take it on the road. It could just be a thing I ride around my giant estate. And then that mitigates the safety risks to other humans. I mean, it could just be a cool art piece. Right. I could, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Let's keep it in my giant airplane hangar that I call my garage. Yes. Right. Just buy one as a collector's item. Right. So I, I feel like that's not a good question. Hey. Maybe if I uh, here's the thing. I here if I lived out in the sticks, and I wanted to have an electric car, maybe this would have to be the electric car that I would get because it has that clearance and it has like the I don't know torques. Is torques torques like I know all about the computer stuff. I know about my nits and my my teraflops, but I don't know what the hell torque is. Is that when you get really pissed off, you get torqued? Yes, exactly. You don't want too much torque. <laughs> no. You, you might hurt yourself. No, no, that's bad. Definitely not. I don't know what a torque is. Uh, yeah, but Dan, you do make an interesting point. I, I, the upside of Cybertruck is I do think, and they were going there anyway, but I think this will encourage more mainstream truck manufacturers to look into electric, which I think is good for everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. Ford has been pretty open about their work on an electric F-150, um, and I'm sure other brands will follow. So on that side, that's a positive. That's yep. positive. Agreed. I feel like uh. I'm shouting. Am I shouting? No, I don't think so. I'm wearing. You're, you're getting excited about Cybertruck. I'm wearing my noise canceling headphones this week. Is can you not hear yourself? And I can't really hear myself. 
Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm talking louder. The issue is um, my normal earbuds got eaten by my Roomba because like an idiot, oh. I left it on the floor. I thought you were going to say your cat. No, he's great. He does not eat wires. The vacuum eats more wires oh. than he does. Um, and these are the only pair I have in that. Because the issue is I like the like free Apple headphones. But now they all have lightning on the end of them. And that doesn't plug into anything but my phone. Nope. What a pain in the no, ass. No, sir. And do I don't think they make it like a lightning to three and a half millimeter in the other way adapter. No, I don't. I don't think. Not that I'm aware of. Because it's a, it's the same issue with my uh, iMac at work. It only has a three and a half millimeter port on it, and so it's like I have to like find headphones. Yeah, that is a weird thing. I don't like it. No, it's very annoying. Maybe you could get like lightning to USB or something. Lightning into USB out. Yeah, but you almost never see like lightning female connectors. Right. As right. like a dongle. I guess. Do you have an Apple pencil? No. No. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah. Such a tough problem, guys. Life is hard. I'm telling you. Um, all right. Anything else in here we want to talk about? The new Razer phone. We got Apple announced a little bit of new hardware. Oh, my God. Escape keys. Escape keys. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. Well, I'm a little jazzed about that. Okay. Well, let's talk about a little, uh, little Apple jazz. Slightly jazz. <laughs> the Colby Rabideau story. Um, all right. So uh, let's start with the Mac Pro first, and then we'll get into the laptop. Uh, the Mac Pro is available starting in December. They actually put a date on it. Um, that's pretty much it. They haven't really we announced still don't anything. Know anything else about it. Well, we kind of know everything about it. We know what it'll have in it. We know what it'll cost. We know all the options. We don't know what it'll cost, really. Um, we know what it starts at. True. True. That's fair. Um, the Pro Display XDR will also be available in December as well. I guess, yeah, you can see all the options on here. <laughs> oh, my God. How much do you think you could spend... On a Mac Pro, what's the the highest number? Just just on the tower, not with the super expensive monitor. Yeah, not without the seven thousand dollar monitor. If you count the two thousand dollar stand that goes with the five thousand dollar monitor, uh, just on the computer. I bet you could get it over ten thousand. I'm, I'm gonna an, please. You can get an iMac can... Pro over ten thousand. Oh, can you really? Shit, I don't. This is why I bet the price <laughs> I mean, is right. I don't know what anything costs. It six thousand hmm. dollars. I think, I think $25,000. I'm going to say, I'm going to go lower, Bob. Lower. <laughs> lower. Lower. All right. The most that you can get an iMac Pro is, how much do you think, Sean? Um, uh, What did Colby say? iMac Pro. We're now talking, we're talking iMac oh, Pro. Oh, the Just iMac give Pro. give you like a, a floor. Oh, the iMac Pro, I'd say 11000 $14,527. Well, then I'm going to put the Pro at $32,000. I was going to say, I bet, I bet you could get at least twenty five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 out of one of these. 
What's the answer? I don't know. <laughs> well, we don't know yet. You got me all well, excited. We'll put, Just... that, put that one in the book, and we can open that one up, open that envelope, <laughs> before we open the Cybertruck envelope. Am I supposed to be taking notes? Don't you have, don't you have like, some note cards there or something? I do, but they have, like, uh, facts about horror movies written on them from the other <laughs> show. You know, so, so, such as my first comment for this week's uh, Blair Witch Project episode, five minutes in, and I'm already motion sick. <laughs> Kind of thing you can look forward to. Um, yeah, that's great. But let's talk about some things people will actually buy. The MacBook Pro, a new 16-inch MacBook Pro now available. Uh, it's starting prices $23.99, same as the previous 15-inch. Uh, new processors, better speakers, and a larger screen. Uh, but it also has the improved keyboard. And we've talked on the keyboard before about the butterfly mechanisms that have been a little controversial. They've gone back to the old reliable scissor switches. Uh, as Colby mentioned, with the fantastic escape key. Now, Colby, have you ever had a problem with one of these uh, keyboards? The keyboards? No. Me either. I definitely, like, I've definitely had stuff get stuck under one of the keys, but it always came out. Like, I've gotten keys that were, got, like, kind of, like, seized up. I've never even had that. And I, I long since stopped putting my tiny MacBook in a uh, a case when I put it in my backpack or anything. But tons of people apparently do. I don't know any. I don't know any of them. But everyone on Twitter seems to have these problems. So hmm. I think everyone on Twitter has a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, count me amongst them. <laughs> Dan, do you want to maybe you've already seen the article? Do you want to guess what the maxed out 16 inch MacBook Pro will cost you? That's 64 gigabytes of RAM, 8 terabytes of storage on the SSD. 10 grand. Colby, do you have a guess? I think I saw it in the article. Uh, $6,099. So you're getting a bit of a bargain there. That's not bad. Not at all? That's a lot of RAM. Yeah. A lot of gigabits. Yeah, wow. $6,000. Let's see here. 64 gigabytes of RAM. That is... The most expensive chunk of things you can upgrade is the SSD. Yeah. I don't need eight terabytes. Yeah, an SSD, that's do expensive. You? Do you not? I don't. I don't even use one terabyte. I don't have one terabyte of data. <laughs> I have almost one terabyte of data. Congratulations. I, it's, no, don't congratulate me. I pay Dropbox for the privilege of storing it every month, and they, they like upgraded their plans where for the same price now you get two terabytes instead of one, and I'm like, thank you. I'm almost <laughs> running out. So we got to keep making shows so I can fill that up. Deal. Um, yeah, so there you go. New MacBook. I mean, like I said, it's got a bunch of the speakers are supposedly really good. And the screen is improved and a little bit bigger. Um, Size-wise, it's pretty much the same. So it's the same size. Oh, the screen's just bigger in the same space or something. Uh, it is a. It's actually slightly thicker than the old one, if hmm. you can believe it. Uh, 0.7 millimeters thicker, but that has to do with. Um, and I didn't know this because I don't have a MacBook. Apparently, the previous version had a significant thermal throttling issue. Um, and supposedly they made it a little bit thicker by redesigning the entire thermal system inside uh, with the heat sink and all that. And supposedly it's uh, far more efficient, so you'll get better performance out of that. Neat. Yeah. 
So I think uh, this is exciting. Yeah. Check that out at an Apple retailer near you. Check it out. Uh, We can do one more story or we can move on to picks. Oh, let's see. I want to talk about the Razer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to talk about the Razer. Uh, Motorola and the Razer, R-A-Z-R, is back. And now it's a flip Android phone. Get psyched. Um, Dan, I know you're psyched. I can tell. Uh, Let's get to some of the specs here. Snapdragon 710 processor, 6 gigabytes of RAM, 128 gigabytes of internal storage. But the important thing, a 6.2-inch P-O-L-E-D display that folds in half to create a much smaller phone. There's a 2.7-inch quick-view display on the outside of the device, uh, 16-megapixel camera, 5-megapixel internal camera, uh, and it's running Android 9 Pi. Um, yeah, it folds on the horizontal axis, so it is kind of like an old uh, an old Razer phone. Uh, cool. Are you excited about this? I kind is it weird that I kind of am? Like if no. I if I got a foldable phone, what I want is either a phone that turns into a useful tablet or something smaller <laughs> than my current phone that turns into my regular phone. <laughs> like those are the form yeah. factors that work yeah. and they haven't really done the first one, but this actually seems like the idea where Okay, I kind of I get the idea because the Razer has uh, what they call their quick view display on the front that shows notification, music controls, a selfie camera mode, and I'm like, that is what I look at my phone most for is like notifications and music controls and stuff like that. So if I didn't have to open, yeah, of course, you know me. Um, (laughs) But if I didn't have to open the phone and I could just quickly look at it and have it in a smaller package, I'm like, I buy this. I don't know. Am I crazy? I don't think, like, I don't understand how the foldable phone thing is going to work. Uh, it will be, it seems like it'll be pretty thick when it's folded, right? So you're trading the, like, you'll have, like, the, the, the old man huge wallet bulge in your pocket. Sure. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see how... Like, if people want this, why don't they just make fucking smaller phones? Like, Because you want the option. It's the same reason why I want a normal phone that folds out into a tablet. I want the option. Because I think I agree with you. I think today the folding technology isn't there. But to mm-hmm. me, this Razer is a promise of, like, I want the perfected version of this. Where it's not yeah. a fat wallet in your pocket. I agree. Yeah. Would I buy this phone in particular? Absolutely not. <laughs> The, the specs are mediocre. It costs $1,500. It's only available on Verizon in the U.S. $1,500? Yep. Oh. Yep. Wow. It's very that's, expensive. That's a lot. Yep. That's a lot of dollars. Yeah, but I, like I said, I think it's cool. I mean, we need to find the next thing. Unless the, the rectangular solid with a touchscreen is really the ideal uh, and I'll be all form factor. We should be searching for the next thing. I agree. Uh, yeah. But we also need good, uh, we also need good software to partner with it. Yeah. 
And that's where I feel like the Android thing is like, oh, it's going to have this like separate, it's going to have three displays is what it sounds like. Yeah. And yeah, who's going to, what app developers are going to support the split screen or (laughs) like, I think that maybe there's like two phones that do that. So maybe some will, but who's going to support that front screen? That's a good question. Well, and Microsoft's doing the same thing with Windows X, right? Um, Wait, what do you mean? Say more. Uh, that we talked about it on the show, where they they're having the foldable devices now with Windows. Um, oh, I maybe I wasn't on this show. Oh, maybe you weren't when they did the what was it the Neo and the Duo and the, oh, the hardware announcement. Clear. Yeah, um, and that they're doing a variant of Windows designed for multi-screen devices. So there's being effort, but that contrast, we haven't talked about too much on the show, but the big uh, rumor, if you believe them, uh, with Apple is they're betting their future on the glasses. Supposedly, that's how they think that's the next iPhone is the glasses. So, you know, a totally different direction. It's not doing something different with the phone. It's moving past the phone. Mm. Do you think the glasses will come in prescriptions? No, I think they're only for people with perfect vision and everyone else can just... They're inferior in Apple's eyes. Yeah. I believe it. But but don't worry, they'll soon come out with Apple LASIK and we'll all have perfect Apple vision. Apple LASIK. Apple LASIK. Let Apple... Uh... They tune, tune your eyes. Tune yes. your eyes. Yep. It's the new iTunes. Yes, putting the E-Y-E in I, uh, yeah. Right. Now, did you all see that story? I think it was a couple weeks ago where Google was like, we're going to be a bank. Yes. What? Why does everyone need to do everything? Like, It's called, Dan, as a fan of 30 Rock, I thought by now you would have understood vertical integration. (laughs) (laughs) I understand it, but isn't that like the, the, the era of robber barons? Oh, it should be super illegal. Yes. In fact, in the past, it was illegal, right? Well, what was it? Two or three years ago, they... Was it Walmart was going to open up a bank? Like the Bank of Walmart. And they literally, the government was like, we can't really let you do that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of capitalism run amok, it's time for picks. Uh, we should just bring something to the show we want to talk about and share and have you spend your hard-earned money on. And I'm going to go first because I'm first in the list. Guys, I know I made a promise that I wasn't going to do any more stupid smart home shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've immediately broken that promise. Okay. They're running a Black Friday sale on the MyQ smart garage door opener. And so I bought it. And uh, the great thing about this is, and speaking of even more capitalism, you guys know how there are those certain industries that you don't actually realize are all owned by the same company? Like glasses and sunglasses are all made by like one company. Mm. Is it Johnson & Johnson or is it GE? <laughs> yeah, it's even creepier named Luxottica. Uh, oh. But anyway. <laughs> oh, that sounds a little racy. What you may not realize is garage door openers are the same way. There's one company that makes like 80% of garage door openers, regardless of the brand. Now, what the downside to... And how did you learn this? I learned that by buying the MyQ, because they say 
the MyQ is compatible with 80% of garage door openers. And I'm like, how does that work? And I looked and they're like, we own all these brands. And it's like all the brands you've heard of. And you're like, oh, uh-huh. that's why. So I have an old, like, 30-year-old garage door opener in my house that's no-name brand, and it works with this thing, which is really convenient. It was super easy to set up. Um, you just need some time and a ladder, and you kind of screw it into the ceiling near your garage door opener, but it was really easy. And uh, now I can open and close my garage door with my phone. How does it How does it work? Great question, Dan. Uh, two pieces. One, you stick to your garage door so it knows if it's open or not. And the other is the base that you put in your garage door opener. And literally, it just replicates your remote, where it just sends out a signal, the same signal, to right. your garage door. So when you hit open on the app, it, it buzzes it, and then it uses the thing on the door to know whether or not it's been all the way closed or all the way opened. So what is your use case? For, Great question. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll. Because I – and I don't want to spend too much time on this because we will go forever because I'm kind of upset – the idea was, right? Okay. Because <laughs> I, I want to take my smart home to the next level. We all want to do that. Like, obviously. But the issue is, I'm sick of single action automation. If there's a great example of this. If this, then that, right? But the problem is, I want if this, and if this, and if this, then that. You want, you want a compound if. That's what you want. Hell Yes. Turns out very hard to do. The reason I wanted the MyQ was because I can start my car with an app, the Hyundai app. So the idea was in the morning, I wanted it to say, if the temperature is below a certain degrees, open the garage door and start my car. You'd like, hey, that sounds pretty simple, right? No, it's not. So I'm still, if anyone has any ideas for how I can make this work, I've tried a bunch of different ideas, including Apple shortcuts, which still absolutely terrifies me because that's really too complicated even for me. But that's why I bought this because I said, oh, I can automate some actions. I do have it when the garage door opens, the lights go on in my living room. So when I come home from work, my lights automatically turn on. So it's got if, that's got if, um, it's got so that's an that's an if with the whatever this thing is called. What is it called again? The i the MyQ smart the garage door opener. Uh, it's got Alexa integration as well. Um, but that's and that's funny because my car has Google Assistant integration, but not if integration. Well, you know what you need to do, Sean. Go ahead, Dave. I would love ideas because <laughs> I spent too much time on this. Here's my first thing that I know will work, but it's really fucking stupid. You need to make your own IFT provider that combines the specific... It's it's one for Sean Jennings only. It's called Sean's Garage Door Opening Condition. Uh-huh. I don't know how you make IFT providers, but presumably it's not just as simple as if this and that. And that thing only emits events when the two things that you actually want to have happen, happen. Uh, that's a great <laughs> that idea. It, it didn't, but I like where you're going. Uh, the conclusion I came to to get this to work, and it's not 100% automated, but it's close, is NFC tags. Oh, wow. So you added a third thing, the third heat. The third <laughs> That's right. Uh, so my phone will, will – I can set up an alert to tell me the temperature in the morning, and if it says it's – if I think it's too cold, then I will just tap start the car, and I will tap open the garage door which I think is still a, a more efficient way to do it. But honestly, I'm blown away someone has not thought to do this. Couldn't you just have two two if 
if tutus like one that says if it's below a certain temperature open the garage door and another that says if it's below a certain temperature open uh, like turn on the car my car does not integrate with ift oh that's the problem does your car integrate with apple shortcuts though no no no, it only integrate with anything. Just Google Assistant. So then, what I did was I set up a shortcut. Like, if the temperature hits a certain degree, Google Assistant is integrated with shortcuts. So oh, it's like cool. send it through Google Assistant. That doesn't work because Google Assistant is conversational, and they ask follow-up questions that the shortcut cannot handle. Ugh. Okay. Um. Anyway, we will research this more. I do recommend the Smart Garage Hub. If you have a garage door, it's 30 bucks. It's on sale for Black Friday. Like, for 30 bucks, just do it. It's cool. You can open your garage door from your phone. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? So, there you go. Why not? Yes. Never a good reason to buy something. Um, All right, Colby. What you watching? I've been watching The Watchmen. Oh, who watches the, age, the Watchmen? The age-old age question, yes. Um, it's very good. I just watched the most recent episode tonight, and man, they got me. They got me good. Um, I don't know what else to say. You probably shouldn't watch if you haven't read the comic book. I feel like it wouldn't be as good. Maybe you should get the comic book and then read it and then watch the show. Great suggestion. And I have seen a few articles, because I've been, like, waiting. i got to get in and watch it. Uh, but I have seen a few articles. I don't know how good they are, but they're sort of primers of before you watch the show. If you haven't watched it, at least read this. So there are some, yeah. at least summaries out there that will help you. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of layers to things. But I like it. Big fan. Very cool. Check it out if you got HBO. Get in there. Um, is it Tufel9191 in the Twitch chat says uh, on the MyQ, he says, the MyQ thing is awesome stuff. I use mine so I can use the phone to open the garage door so I don't need a remote on my bike. Ah, there we go. That's I good like feedback. that use case. Neat. And Zach says, uh, I'm building my own MyQ with a Raspberry Pi. Oh, that's cool. That's and that's I thought what you like need to do, Sean. that's my ne- well. Did I, I think I've told you what I really want to do, which is I want to get some small motors that interface with Raspberry Pi, so I can automate my blinds in my house and my curtains and jerry rig something with pulleys and wires and all kinds of crazy stuff. But sounds very home alone. I unequivocally do not have the time or interest or ability to do that, so <laughs> I won't. Um, Dan. Yes. What's good, oh, my man? Oh yeah, my pick. So I've been doing a lot of traveling recently, and I picked up the new Pokemon game, Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's not very hard, but it's a great way to kill time on an airplane. It's everything that I've wanted in a 3D Pokemon game, and I haven't played Pokemon since like Gold and Silver, so it's been a long time. It's really weird to play a game where I don't know hardly any of the Pokemon, uh, but it mostly works the same. They made it really easy because when you do a battle, all the experience gets shared with all your Pokemon. So if you're worried about like having to spend hours like leveling up a new Pokemon that you got, it doesn't take that long. Uh, you can play online, which is pretty cool. There are all these like co-op online tie-ins where you can see other people roaming around your world, which is... This is what Pokemon Go should have been. 
You wander around the world, you catch Pokemon, and then every everything else is the same. It's all the proven Pokemon stuff. If you're disappointed in Pokemon Go, you should check out Pokemon Sword and Shield if you have a Nintendo Switch. Hmm. Very cool. Switch. Very cool. All right. Got a lot of stuff to keep you entertained there. Um, I do quickly, before we wrap up picks, uh, it's the time of year where I repick one of my yearly annual picks, which is bfads.net, your one-stop shop for everything Black Friday, um, which I have been monitoring all week. They've got all the sales up there, um, all sorts of recommendation lists for the top deals and top deals per store and top deals per category and all sorts of things like that. So a really great resource uh, at bfads.net. Uh, guys, anything else? Uh, no. Nope. I gotta respect that. Uh, super. Well, that wraps up this show. Uh, before I, uh, explain where you can find our stuff, I, of course, have to mention, uh, Up for Debate, where we are smack in the middle of our scary movie watch, uh, and tomorrow night we are taping The Blair Witch Project, which I watched for the first time. And who boy, is that an interesting movie. Matt really likes it. I'm not going to go so far as to say I really liked it, but it certainly was interesting. Uh, so that's going to be a fun conversation. That'll be out later this week at upfordebate.tv or wherever you get podcasts. Of course, this show at don'tpanic.io. It's a great website. These guys built it. We'll have the audio, the video, and the links to the picks will be there. Uh, so don't worry about finding them yourself. You can find them right there on the website. You can also subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple, Muse, uh, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, wherever where you are. Uh, with a video version on YouTube. And of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and uh, email us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. We will be back next time with more tech news on behalf of Colby and Dan. I'm going to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you next time for more Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.